ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We are here on your Wednesday, November 17th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling us on our White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Brought to you by White Claw, hard seltzer made pure. Our text line also open at 304 523 2275. That number once again, 304-523-2275. And if you know anything about me and the show, we take all your text. I might have to do a slight edit on them now and then, but I do take all your text. So looking forward to hearing from you this afternoon. I know it's cliche at this point. We got a lot coming up. That's sort of the crutch of the show. We got a lot coming up. And we do. We have coming up on the program later on this hour will be Huntington High football coach Billy Seals, the number one team in the state of West Virginia, in action coming up this Friday night, taking on George Washington. We have that action for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And then coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear from the voice of the Charlotte 49ers, one Matt Swearad, and Matt will tell us all about the 49ers, what the chances are for the Thundering Herd going into a maybe a hostile situation. Maybe it's going to be a, a trap game. I don't know. All I know is the Herd's favored by at least a couple of touchdowns. Do I feel confident in that? I'm reading the odds makers. I'm reading the betting sites. I'm taking a look at some of the why the odds are set this way and pointing to Charlotte's defense. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm buying that just yet. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because Grant Wells right now, he's not, he's not 100% as far as finding the targets. A lot of interceptions. You know, can we count on an interception out of him again? Is, is that going to be an issue? Is he going to get that cleaned up? You know, is he going to be able to overcome some of that adversity? What's going to happen there? Or will Marshall get its run attack going again? Marshall's defense, on the other hand, I, I think solid. I'm not concerned there. I think those guys are doing a fantastic job. They're bending sometimes, not breaking, and that's fine. You you want a defense that bends but doesn't break. So that's where we're at with all of that. We're going to hear from Coach Huff here in just a moment about that Charlotte running attack and also what they do on defense. I've got bowl projections as well. The bowl projections, once again, courtesy of bowlseason.com. And I'm looking for Marshall, and I find Marshall on December 18th in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. It'll be Marshall versus BYU. That's the new projection. That'd be cool. Independence Bowl against BYU. That would be fun, actually. I think that that I'm a lot happier with that. I don't want Boca. I know some of you do. I don't want Boca. I don't want the Bahamas Bowl. Some of you, well, most of you agree with me there. Okay, I think we're all on the same page there. But we differ on Boca, but Independence Bowl? I'm okay with that. Marshall, BYU, some of the other teams that we care about in the area, of course, uh, as a... Um, as a suburb of Kentucky sometimes, Wisconsin uh, and Kentucky will be in the Outback Bowl. That's all right. That's all right right there. 
Uh, we'll look at this a little bit later on, kind of outline where some of the Conference USA teams might be going, get you uh, an overview of some of the Sun Belt teams as well. Just kind of look over that. So we'll do that later on the program. We'll take a look at what's happening in Conference USA tonight and the top 25. I'll give you a hint. Uh, there's some action in the top 25. It's pretty quiet in Conference USA. So that's your preview of the preview, and that's coming up later on the program. And, of course, the preview of the game Saturday, Marshall taking on Charlotte. And one thing that stood out to me when I was talking to Coach yesterday was the running attack. It looks like it's by committee. They've got a core running backs. It's not one guy leading the charge. And I asked Coach to talk about that running game, and he outlined the fact that Charlotte, they've got a system that they run it pretty well. Yeah, I think they have a system, um, which means they do a really good job of complementing the run game with the RPO and the play-action pass. Uh, what that causes, it causes a lot of stress on your defense because you got to be able to play the run, obviously. So now your linebackers have got to be in the right gaps and at the right leverage um, but off of that, the quarterback does a really good job of getting the ball up and out on the RPOs, you know, and they're running the glances and the slants behind guys. Um, so you got to be able to kind of defend both. So now your DBs have got to kind of have their eyes in multiple spots, which puts a lot of stress. Um, I think their running backs do a really good job of getting downhill. Um, they run physical. Um, they understand the scheme, you know, so they understand that, you know, hey, I got to bend back on inside zone or I keep the front door or, hey, this is an RPO, so my tempo's got to be a little bit better. Um, so I think they have a system. They run their system well. Um, they do a really good job with the screens, um, running back screens. Again, that's getting the running back involved. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to come down to we got to execute. We have got to be in our gaps. Um, we got to have our eyes in the right place. Eye discipline is going to be a big one for this week. Um, and we got to tackle well because that's one thing that they've done is they've got some, either the running back has broken some tackles and made some really long runs, or they've RPO'd or threw the ball down the field and broken some tackles and extended some plays. So. We're going to have to be able to learn from the four and do all of those things, tackle well, gap accountability, eye discipline in order to have success. Coach Huff, pretty pretty self-explanatory, right? He broke it all down for us. So we appreciate that thorough look at the running attack. On the other side of the ball, though, you got to concern yourself with that Charlotte defense. What's that unit about? Yeah, I think they do a really good job. They, they use multiple looks, you know what I mean? So it's not just they line up in the same coverage in front every time. So, again, another scenario where the communication is going to be important, right? Obviously, they may come out in three different plays, run three different fronts or three different looks. Um, so we got to be able, within tempo, to get it communicated, see it, get it communicated, snap it, block it. Um, so I think they do a really good job of mixing up the looks. I think they do a really good job. They've got some length. Um, at their DN spots that create some issues. Their backers are very um, instinctive is the best way to say it. Like they don't, you know, they don't fall for the old fake right, go left. They do a really good job of seeing what they're supposed to see. Um, so it's going to create some challenges because it's a little bit different. Um, the teams that we've played here in the past have been a little more consistent with their looks. Um, but this team does a little bit more um, as far as looks and fronts, blitzes, um, coverages on the back end. So we're going to have to do a really good job of making sure that our pre-snap identification matches our post-snap communication and execution. Breaking the defense down for us. Uh, we're going to hear from the Charlotte side of things. Get that point of view coming up next. It'll be Matt Swearad. He is the announcer for Charlotte Broadcast. He's a play-by-play -play guy. We're going to hear from him 
Always good insight from Matt. That's coming up later on. We're going to hear from Huntington football coach Billy Seal. Big matchup coming up. Huntington High taking on George Washington. Second time this year, Huntington High, I'll tell you what, like to finish some business with GW. Beat them the first time, kind of let up on them. Second time, probably want to shut that down real quick and get to that third round without any incident. We'll talk to Coach later on in the program. But Matt's coming up to tell us about Charlotte. We'll get your text in at 877-420-TALK. My mistake. We'll get your text in at 304-523-2275. Your phone call's in at 877-420-TALK. That's all coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Still to come, we've got Huntington High football coach Billy Seals to tell us about his upcoming opponent in the second round of the Class AAA playoffs. But uh, we want to turn our attention to Marshall facing Charlotte this week. And just, uh, I have an intern on the program. His name's Jaden. Uh, a lesson for Jaden, never let Bill Cornwell do the show booking without double-checking because Matt thought he was coming on on Thursday. He's gracious enough to do it now. Matt Swearad joins us on the program, the voice of the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, how you doing, buddy? It's been it's been a while. Good, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, you doing all right? I'm doing. I'm good. Yeah, we're doing we're doing good. Excited that the Marshall's taking on Charlotte again. Uh, one of the final times in Conference USA as uh, Charlotte – moving and Marshall moving as well. And, and everybody seems to be happy except Western Kentucky and middle Tennessee. Yeah. You know, that kind of caught me by surprise last week when both those schools uh, kind of reaffirmed their commitment to conference USA. And um, it's going to be a, a, a different league for sure. But I know Marshall has to be excited about, you know, those uh, renewed um, rivalries like app state and teams like that. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to the AAC and we'll, hook up with East Carolina and that was you know the old conference USA with East Carolina so we've got some history there with the Pirates so hopefully it'll be good for everybody we are getting set for I think uh, probably the most exciting two weeks in conference USA because we don't know what's going to happen yet here Charlotte's still in the picture Charlotte's trying to make sure uh, it puts itself in a good position Marshall's trying to stay alive for an East Division title. Western Kentucky trying to uh, stay alive so it can finish its business against Marshall next week if Marshall's victorious. And have you ever seen it this close? It feels like it's closer now than ever. Yeah, you know, a lot of parity uh, across college football, but certainly in Conference USA. And, you know, we've stumbled against a couple of the better teams in, in FAU and and Western Kentucky this year, both teams, you know, with really good offenses. That the Western quarterback is is dynamic, and we're going to see another one, you know, with Marshall this coming Saturday. So it, it's a big opportunity for this team to kind of step up against, you know, some of the better competition in Conference USA. But for the herd, yeah, they've got a lot to play for as well. We're still not bowl eligible yet. We've got Marshall, of course, this weekend, and then we finish up at Old Dominion. Is playing really good football right now. So there's nothing guaranteed from my 49ers, but uh, you know, think back a couple of years ago, Marshall came here. It was a rainy Saturday, and, and that was the first time the Niners ever got to bowl eligibility with a, you know, it's a tremendous comeback win at the end. So don't know if we can duplicate it, but uh, 
hopefully it's going to be a great game this weekend. Just so you know, bowl projections are out again. Bowlseason.com sends me a release every week. And right now you're slotted to play in the Myrtle Beach Bowl against Coastal Carolina on December 20th if you don't have plans yet, just so you know. I don't have plans yet. I would certainly welcome that. A trip to the beach is always a good trip. Um, you know, it, to get to six wins, is, again, it's not going to be easy, but um, if they do get it, I feel like, you know, there's going to be a, a great destination for us someplace. But that'd be a great one. You know, we've not played Coastal Carolina since, I think, our second or third year. And um, you know, get a chance to go down there on the, on the teal trip would be a lot of fun. Let's talk about this matchup. Marshall taking on Charlotte. A lot of the odds makers are saying Marshall's a 14-point favorite. I've seen a lot of talk about Charlotte's defense maybe not going to hold up against Marshall. I'm not feeling that. Maybe you know, maybe I'm a little leery of saying Marshall's going to steamroll Charlotte. I think it's going to be a little bit closer because you got a pretty good running attack. Coach Huff talked about it. It's a system. And I think Chris Reynolds is a fantastic quarterback. You know, Chris is, and we're hoping he decides to come back and play one more year, which would be, you know, just fantastic for the um, for the Niners if he did that. But if he doesn't, this is his last game at Richardson Stadium. It's Senior Day for us, and it's going to be a you know a beautiful afternoon. There'll be a lot of emotions running high, and hopefully, you know, the defense, which has taken their lumps recently, can have a good afternoon. There's certainly a lot of talent on the defensive side, but. For whatever reason, um, they've had trouble putting it together for you know 60 minutes, and um, you know last week was no different down at Louisiana Tech. And on the offensive side, you know we've had a lot of opportunities not cashing in on the red zone as of late, and that certainly hurt us last week. We had a chance to, you know, have a pretty good Louisiana Tech team down 21 to seven in the first quarter and couldn't punch it in a couple of times in the red zone, and that hurt us in the end. But you know we gave up 42 and. You're not going to win many football games giving up 42 points. So they know that, and hopefully they can uh, do a better job this weekend. But, it, you know, it could be a, it could be a high-scoring affair. We're going to be without Victor Tucker, who's one of our best wide receivers, another senior. Got hurt again last week, and he's not going to play this week. But the one thing we're seeing this year with the Snyder's team that we haven't seen in recent years is the depth. We have a lot more, especially wide receiver. That room is pretty special right now. We've got Grant DeBose and true freshman Elijah Spencer picking up, picking up the slack, and um, hopefully that is going to be something that uh, you know again is evident this weekend for the for their offense. But uh, you're right though, defensively, they've got to pick it up, and and if they can, I'd like their chances to at least you know get to the fourth quarter and have it be anybody's ball game. Look at that running attack. Calvin Camp is a leading running back for your squad. But as we talked to Coach Huff yesterday, you know he said it's a great system, and the running backs really like to get downhill. You know why is that unit so successful? Not just one guy leading the charge, just multiple guys that can go out there and you got to account for. Yeah, I think they're different kind of backs. And Chadrick Bird, who's a trans from Iowa, is more of a downhill runner. Where Calvin Camp, uh, a redshirt senior that has made you know big strides this season, is more of a, a shifty kind of back and more explosive and pick up those you know 10, 15 yard gains. And then you've got a guy like Shavon McEachern, who's been banged up over this year, but he's healthy now. And we saw in the few times he ran the football last week down in uh, Ruston, 
he's he's at the top of his game right now. So you got three different guys you just kind of wear people down with. You know, the big question too is our offensive line, which is really banged up. And to be five and five and three and three in the league with as uh, much as the the offensive line is just you had to be going through this change after change each week because of injured players. It says a lot about that group because they've stayed together. You know, they've that next man up mentality has really been evident with that that offensive line, and, and the running game has uh, has benefited because of it. You look at this team, and I think a lot of people who just maybe glance at the schedule, you see the wins, you see the losses, and you think to yourself. Is this a team that's maybe just suffering from not being able to put it together on a weekly basis? You beat Duke. You have a shootout with Middle Tennessee. FIU, good victory there. Rice was a fun one in overtime. Well, maybe not for some, but it was a fun one in overtime. <laughs> uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, you know, that could have went any way. It really, it doesn't feel like that Charlotte has been out of any contest Yeah. Top to bottom, you know, other than maybe the FAU game, which uh, you know that kind of feels like a lopsided score, and Western's going to put up a lot of points. Uh, you know, we know that. Yeah, and uh, we play without Chris Reynolds the Western Kentucky game. He he was hurt, um, had a, a finger injury that sat that game out, so we were without him. But you're right. Every week, there's been no game that we went into thinking that we couldn't win it. And as Coach Healy has said, there's no game on our schedule this season that we potentially can't lose. So um, the margin for error, um, this is, you know, this Saturday is our hundredth game in program history. So we've only played a hundred and, uh, you know, our, our seventh year in conference USA, it's, it's been, you know, a, a, kind of the growing pains are still there, but less each week. Um, but to say we're going to go in and be a favorite hasn't happened really. Um, and not surprised that we're not this weekend either, even though we're at home. Uh, Marshall's a really good football team. They got a great track record. They got a winning record, and uh, you know our guys kind of uh, just kind of brush that stuff off and just try to go back to work. And they're still trying to put a, a clean game together. And if they can do that this weekend, have a good chance to win. Well, playing Marshall has been beneficial for the 49ers, and you and I both recall. Few years ago, bowl eligibility was clinched uh, by beating Marshall, and that was a big moment for the program. And it feels like even though the series is, uh, you know, it's a young series, two to three, uh, uh, you know, the 49ers trail Marshall, but it's been competitive. And a lot of Herd fans remember that first loss. And of course, back in 2019, you, know, you remember that loss. So this isn't a gimme for, for Marshall, and definitely is going to be a challenge. It, you know, it will be, and that that win that the Niners had up in Huntington a few years ago was really special for a lot of reasons. And you know, Coach Brad Lambert was our head coach at that point, and all those Marshall ties. A lot of our assistant coaches had a lot of Marshall ties. Go back to Coach Ratliff, who passed away, and his son Dylan is still one of our backup quarterbacks. So the connection between Charlotte and Marshall is definitely there. And then, yeah, two years ago to get to bowl eligibility, the way they got it done at the end of the game. That was special. So this, that, that rivalry is starting to form a little bit. And, um, you know, when, when you're kind of new to playing football, like the Niners are, and um, there's not a lot of teams in Conference USA that's around our area. Marshall is one of the closest, if not the closest. And uh, I guess Old Dominion would be second closest. 
it, it's nice that, you know, to have a rivalry, each team has to win a little bit. You know, if, if you're getting beat all the time, it's not really a rivalry. So um, to have it, you know, kind of close and have Marshall coming back here with a lot on, on the line for both teams should make for a great game on Saturday. Joining us on the program, Mess, we're at 100th game for the 49ers, and you've called them all, right? You've called all 100. I've called all 100. Now, you know, my other job is the AAA baseball team here in town, and Major League Baseball extended our season this year for the first time until October the 3rd, so they really made it difficult on me, but I, I got through the first five weeks with a lot of driving. <laughs> I mean, my last uh, baseball weekend was in Memphis, and the football team was playing at the University of Illinois. So on Friday morning, I rented a car in Memphis and drove 440 miles to Champaign. 11 a.m., called a football game. 3.30, got back in my car, drove back to Memphis, and finished the baseball series. And uh, fortunately, that was the last of the five weeks I had to do that back and forth. But we got through it. And, yeah, this is our 100th one, and, and um, I've been there for all 100. Myself and Chris Thomason, who's associate AD at the school, are the only two remaining uh, folks of the program that have been there for all 100. That's amazing. And it's going to be a big deal, I'm sure. What's planned? Anything special? Any uh, any sort of celebration beforehand or just business as usual? Go get that win. You know, I think it's probably going to be business as usual. And, you know, the, the special stuff will be senior day. And, and it's still one of those strange situations where you don't know all the seniors that, you know, could potentially be coming back. So you're going to honor everybody that wants to go out there and, and participate and that's always a special day now that you know fans are back in the stands it was so different last season uh with nobody in the stands and we only played six games because of uh, the pandemic and losing football games last year so to have a full schedule uninterrupted and a full house for senior day our fans have been great this year and hopefully they show up again this weekend um it, it it's going to be a great day and i i think you know the 100th game is really cool but more importantly honor the seniors and, and just you know try to keep winning Two more shots at it to get bowl eligible, and then you'll be facing off, according to bowl projections here from bowlseason.com, Coastal Carolina. Uh, so that should be fun. I mean, Myrtle Beach hey, Bowl. all the ones I've seen, I'll take that one. I'd like that one. Yeah, Marshall's <laughs> projected to be in the Independence Bowl against uh, BYU, and uh, I kind of like that matchup because a few weeks ago, the prediction was a rematch with Northern Illinois in Boca. So I didn't like that one. Yeah, I don't blame you. We were just in Shreveport. We stayed there um, playing uh, La Tech. So it was. Um, we thought about the same thing. If you get sent to the Independence Bowl, you know, not a bad place to go. Uh, nice city. And uh, hopefully if you guys get to go down there, you'll enjoy it. Man, good talking to you. Thanks for um, doing this. I know we kind of got our wires crossed. Uh, the booker in between us maybe got the days wrong for us. But oh, you... that's okay. I, I probably read it wrong. It's not a big deal. We're playing up at App State tomorrow night for basketball. That's what I told Bill. I said, hey, I'm happy to do it. I'm up in Boone if my cell phone works up there. Um, but worked out better today. Yes, it did. And, of course, uh, it's another thing for us to blame Bill for. That's a running joke. We get to, build, we get to blame <laughs> Bill for everything. Sounds good. Matt, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Paul. Matt Swear. I'll tell you what. Hundredth game, that's an that's an accomplishment. That's a milestone right there. And you remember, this was a program that, you know, 
couldn't buy a win, it felt like, and now all of a sudden moving to the American and opportunity to be bowl eligible with a win against Marshall. Marshall, of course, can make it harder on them with the victory and stay in the hunt for the East Division title. When we continue, we're going to talk to the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, Billy Seals, on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're going to try to hook up with the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, Billy Seals, here in a few moments. Uh, Coach told me that uh, it might be a few. He's trying to get off the field, of course, as the Highlanders getting set for GW. That's coming up Friday night. We have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm looking forward to that one. One step closer to the Class AAA title. I'm looking ahead, though, not not because I'm disrespecting GW. It's just Huntington Campbell Midland once again for a rematch. Oh, that'll be huge if both teams can make that happen. But it's going to be a tough one for the Highlanders. And again, coming up Friday night, we have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Conference USA releasing the league swimmer and diver of the week and the swimmer of the week is Paige Banton, Marshall, sophomore. She had a fantastic performance. Marshall beat Toledo. And first of all, anytime Marshall beats Toledo, I'm happy. I'm always happy when a herd team beats Toledo. That's just going back to the time Marshall was in the MAC. I'm very happy for that. Uh, she was part of that winning 200 medal league relay team. Also, she had the fastest split across both teams. It was 29.19. Also, she had first-place finishes in the 100-yard breaststroke and 200-yard breaststroke. Her performances in both events were personal best. She placed third in the 200 IM. You know what her breaststroke time was? It's fourth in Conference USA. It was um, minute 4.74. It's pretty fast, and uh, 200-yard breaststroke was uh, good enough for second in Conference USA, 218.75. So congratulations to her. As uh, I'll tell you what, once upon a time, Marshall's swimming and diving was so good, I think the Southern Conference shut down the sport because Marshall has dominated it. I mean, that's how good it was. I don't think it actually went down like that, but – it kind of feels like it did. Marshall was just so dominant in that sport. So it's good to see Marshall doing well and swimming and diving. Uh, while we wait for Billy Seals, we're trying to get connected with him, and we'll get him on before the end of the show, or uh, we'll send the uh, intern out to uh, personally drag him in here in the next 20 minutes. I don't know how that's going to happen, Jaden, but we're going to get him on the show. I know, no pressure on you, right? Uh, bowl projections, bowlseason.com. We talked about Marshall being projected to be in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl against BYU. And when we were talking to Matt Swear at Myrtle Beach Bowl, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina. Uh, Let's look down the list here. Bahamas Bowl will have Middle Tennessee in it versus Central Michigan. Um, Okay, I'm not not sure I'm feeling that if I'm middle, but okay, you take that bowl. Uh, New Mexico Bowl will be UTEP versus Nevada. See, that's an interesting matchup. UTEP versus Nevada. I'm, I'm sure that's going to actually have a, a draw there in the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl will be UAB versus Louisiana. 
So that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on as well. Uh, going down the list here, seeing if I can find more of the Conference USA teams. And let's see. As I mentioned, it was going to be in the Outback Bowl, Wisconsin versus Kentucky for Wildcat fans. UTSA, Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl versus San Jose State. And actually, that would be a good matchup between those two teams. That's going to be on the 21st. That's actually not a bad matchup. Uh, Western Kentucky would get Liberty in the Camellia Bowl. That would be an interesting matchup, to say the least. And that's going to be two future Conference USA foes going at it. So sort of a preview for Western Kentucky taking on Liberty. As I scroll down the list here, I actually just printed this out maybe a minute before I came on the air. So that's what it looks like right now. I'm not seeing too many other uh, uh, Conference USA teams in this. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Here's the game plan for the show. Um, We are going to take a break, try to get Billy Seals back on the program. If not, we're going to run down what's happening in Conference USA. We're going to get your text. That's coming up, and you can text the program. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. So that's the text line to be a part of the program. We're going to hopefully be talking to Billy Seals on the other side of the break. If not, more time for your texts. We'll run down Action and Conference USA all when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're still trying to get Billy Seals. Uh, I knew this might happen, of course, when you're preparing for a playoff game. You might not get off the field exactly at the time. It's going to be, um, I guess, best for the radio program. So if we can't get him today, we'll try to catch up with him tomorrow. We'll definitely have him for our broadcast on Friday as Huntington High taking on GW. We've got that for you. It's playoff action. It continues on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. Text line is 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Texter writes, was that Kelly Green or Lime Green that Coach D'Antoni was wearing in his pullover? Do you see that? You see, I mean, he had the, had the classic Marco on there. I thought that was really cool. And then... I was wondering when Coach would turn the batteries off on that thing because that was bright. It stood out. I mean, if he wanted to be seen, he definitely achieved that. I don't think that was regulation Kelly Green on that. You've got comments like that. We'll take them. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. College basketball action tonight in Conference USA. One matchup to tell you about, and it's about to get underway It is UTSA playing host to IUPUI. The Roadrunners will entertain the Jaguars tonight, and that is your Conference USA schedule. Light night there. Don't worry. There's action tonight in college basketball. If you're looking for a game, 
starting at 6.30 tonight. Uh, it should be a blowout. Number 23, UConn, facing off against the Sharks of LIU. A game that should be a closer score is 20th-ranked Maryland taking on George Mason. Both teams are undefeated, so that should hopefully be a little bit better of a contest. 16th-ranked Arkansas will face off against UNI, the Panthers. Arkansas 2-0 on the young season. Ninth-ranked Baylor going to be a team to deal with in the Big 12, facing off against Central Arkansas. Arkansas coming in 0-2, Baylor 2-0 on the young season. Eighth-ranked Texas, 1-1, taking on the 3-1 Northern Colorado Bears tonight. That's 8-30. And then number two, UCLA taking on the Ospreys of North Florida. So that's a look at what is happening in the top 25. A light night tonight on a Wednesday, of course. Uh, More action will come up on Thursday. And don't forget, we're back in action tomorrow as Marshall is going to be at the Cam Henderson Center. The homestand continues tomorrow for the Thundering Herd. And there are several games in Conference USA that we're going to take a look at tomorrow. Uh, you got a great matchup tomorrow as Matt Swearat, our guest earlier, the announcer for Charlotte Athletics. He is going to be calling Charlotte and Appalachian State. That's going to be a fun one, I'm sure, tomorrow. And, of course, UAB and South Carolina should be a great one. 3-0 UAB versus the 2-1 Gamecocks. Uh, FIU will entertain Ball State tomorrow. North Texas will take on UT Arlington. And Indiana State, the Sycamores, taking on the Old Dominion Monarchs, so ODU, uh, entertaining uh, the Sycamores there. And, of course, Marshall's got Campbell tomorrow, the Fighting Camels. That should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be a step up in competition for sure. So we'll see if Marshall can elevate itself to the next step, to the next level. Campbell is going to definitely be a, a more of a challenge than the first two contests. So we'll see what this Thundering Herd team can put together when there's more of a a challenging opponent on the court. And all that's coming up tomorrow in Conference USA. We go on the air 6 o'clock with First Century Bank College basketball today, and we will preview the Marshall matchup. Also, we'll take a look at what's happening in college basketball tomorrow, including West Virginia taking on Elon. A big matchup there Elon's not bad, 2-1. and one. Of course, uh, West Virginia, 2-0 and oh on the young season. Uh, it uh, should be a fun one tomorrow in college basketball. So that's the game we'll kind of keep an eye on outside of Conference USA. And, of course, uh, you've got Ohio State Xavier tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, that's at 6.30. I'll try to keep an eye on that a little bit. Uh, it's not necessarily as uh, exciting as Cincinnati and Xavier Ohio State Xavier, though, that should be a good one. The Musketeers are 2-0, and Buckeyes are 3-0. and So, light night tomorrow in the top 25. So, we'll keep an eye on some of those games. We'll keep an eye on West Virginia as well. And I imagine soon West Virginia, if Mountaineers keep doing what they do, uh, should be cracking the top 25. Uh, any poll now, I would think anyway. That's at least my anticipation here. So we're going to try to call Billy Seal, get him on a program here in the uh, remaining time we have. Uh, if not, we'll try to get him back on tomorrow. Definitely we'll have him on Friday as the Huntington Highlanders are getting set for GW. And I think you're going to see, once again, a outstanding performance from the defense. 
I know Billy wasn't happy with uh, necessarily uh, how many points the Highlanders gave up. So I think we're going to see a a renewed effort from the defensive side of the ball. If not, should be a shootout. We'll find out. So uh, unfortunately, not getting Billy Seals. So we'll try him again tomorrow as uh, I kind of was uh, led to believe this would be a better time than we tried to get him earlier in the program, unfortunately, for the um, self-service or where he's at on uh, the field. Uh, we're just not able to get through to him. So we apologize for that. We'll bring him back tomorrow. Uh, we will try to, of course, fit him in because Marshall taking on the Fighting Camels tomorrow of Campbell. I'm excited to see if we can get another performance from Marco Ceranic. A good performance the way he performed against the Milligan Buffaloes. And also, I'm hoping that Obina can get into the double digits again. Marshall's been pretty good, and Obina has been very good as far as uh, defensively. Blocking. Uh, right now, he's fifth in Division One men's basketball in blocks per game, four and a half. That's pretty good. You keep that up, you're going to stay in some games. Uh, just kind of kind of look ahead to Campbell tomorrow, uh, two and one. And this is a team that, won against William Pierce, beat Hartford, and the one thing that Dan has heard nothing else about other than they really played Duke well. Campbell really played Duke well. Campbell hung with Duke and lost that one 67-56. Duke's really good, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Duke is really good, and Campbell hung with them. And Campbell... Dan talked about this earlier in the week. Like, look, you know, this is a program they feel like they're in a place where they are going to be competitive with Duke. This is a, hey, we played above our heads, or, uh, you know, hey, that's really good for us, moral victory here. It's like, yeah, we lost. We came in to win the game. That's where Campbell believes its program's at. It's going to go in there and, you know, give Duke everything and maybe come out with a win there. So, you know, that should be, I think, a wake-up call in itself for the Thundering Herd, you know the, the kids are looking at those scores. You can't tell me they don't. I know they tell you they're locked in, they focus one game at a time to look at the film, and you can't tell me they haven't heard about Campbell, scouting Campbell, because you look at that game film and you go, oh, Duke. You know you know what the other team is when you look at them. So I I think this will be fun. I hope it'll be fun. And we'll find out tomorrow. Again, we go on the air 6 o'clock with our pregame coverage. You can catch it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. While we've got a couple of minutes, a couple of items to go over. A thundering Herd softball team releasing the 2022 schedule. Marshall's going to play 23 games at home at Dot Hits Field. Uh, that is the most since 24 at home in 2012. You know, last season really was um, – it hit softball pretty hard, actually. Hurd only played 33 games, and that was actually the fewest in Conference USA. Marshall's got 56 games on the schedule. How about that? Lots of action coming up. So Marshall will get started in Atlanta 
going to be a tournament at the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets um, field. And you can get the schedule, of course. Uh, I'm not going to read it all. 56 games. You think I'm going to read all of those? Schedule over at HerdZone.com. You can check that out. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that uh, you knew that was out. And, of course, uh, once again, if you joined us uh, late, uh, swimming and diving, once again, the Thundering Herd showing that, uh, well, let's put it to you this way. Uh, this was a program that dominated once upon a time, and I'm really excited to see that you're getting some more success coming out of swimming and diving, beating Toledo competition, which by itself is always a victory for me, but then Conference USA honoring Paige Banton for Swimmer of the Week, the league releasing that earlier here within the hour. So congratulations to her, and hopefully – We'll see more out of the Thundering Herd as far as the aquatic sport is concerned. You know they're actually, I don't know if you knew this, they're actually broadcasting those events on ESPN Plus now. If you didn't know, I talked to Jake Griffith over there at the Herd Vision. He does the games for Marshall, all the Herd Plus games. or the That would be actually a cool service, Herd Plus. ESPN Plus broadcast, Herd Plus, ESPN Plus, whatever you want to call it. I like Herd Plus. He was telling me, yeah, we're doing we're doing swimming and diving now. So I actually looked in on that, and it was all right. Pretty good. So if you want to follow that along, I figure if you're, a, you're big into it, you're probably going to try to get in there and see some action. But now... You can actually follow along if uh, you're not in a place where you can go and watch it, and that's pretty cool. And again, you know, will more people tune in to this than say a basketball game? No. Will people tune into this? Yes. Is that cool for the young ladies and the student athletes? Yes, that is really cool for them. It's always cool because now they can point to ESPN Plus and tell their parents, tell their friends, hey. Check it out. I'm going to be on ESPN Plus so you can catch uh, what I'm doing here. I mean, that's definitely uh, – it helps level the playing field a little bit as far as the recruiting is concerned because before, if you would tell a recruit, hey, don't forget to catch our game on Stadium Facebook. Okay, Coach. Stadium Facebook. We got it. Nothing like the big four, ESPN. And uh, we're going to call it a day here. Uh, I want to thank Matt Swearad joining us, the voice of the Charlotte 49ers. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone.